calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Riders and welcome to another edition of The Flow. I am your community manager from Ecamm, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. Hey, I'm Katie. I'm going to start calling you my co-boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the co-boss. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got a good show today. Uh, Katie made executive decisions, but it's kind of timely because we have a whole bunch of Ecamm fam that are out. They just went to a gigantic podcast conference and they came back with some insider secrets and it's kind of stuff that I think we kind of already knew, but it's always good to hear it direct from the street, as we say, you know, back in New York, you know, this, what's the word on the street? Uh, with the word Big Bird was my famous line. <laughs> so <laughs> we have we have got some info back, but I think it's a good chance to reiterate what's going on with podcasting in general. Yep. And uh, especially when it comes to doing what we like to do, which is a video podcast. Yeah. And just one of our most popular episodes so far has been the one on kind of workflows and process, which is not surprising since that was the point of this podcast in general. So I think covering a little bit of that as well um, for any, you know, any of you who are new or those who just need a little bit of a refresher on what are some of the, you know, the best ways to get started in podcasting in 2023 and how to keep it real tight so that you can keep really focused on what matters most to you. There you go. All right. So without further ado, I'd say we get it started. I just confused the, the Canadian by using random French words that aren't really French. <laughs> no, it's all good. It, Descript will be like putting in some weird word at that point and I'll be like, what? What was Doc saying there? <laughs> One of these days you're going to drop in Descript. Well, actually, now you can just press the button. One of these days... Yep. You're going to edit a Descript. Descript is just going to say, damn it, Doc. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's too, it's every time we try to switch to like slightly different words or French or weird expressions or <laughs> Descript's like, no, we don't. What? What is that? We go Descript, go Minnesota. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Right, so what, what's the first question you got for me? I think the first question is really focused on this idea of should I? We, you know, in 2023, there are eight good <laughs> podcasts out there. And there are, I'm sure, people that are sitting there thinking through, it, is it worth it to even get started in this podcasting space? You know, how saturated is the market and is there room for me to start a new podcast? All right. So I'm going to address this one in the nicest way possible. <laughs> it is worth the same amount in your head as zero. So, yeah, I think that's a thing because I think people have this concept of not wanting to do things until it's a sure bet. Mm, mm -hmm. And I don't know where we get taught this in school, but that is probably the craziest thing you do. If you don't do things until it's a sure bet, you would never get out of bed because you don't know if, if you're going to slip in the shower. You don't know if you're going to electrocute yourself trying to blow dry your that hair stuff you guys have. <laughs> you don't know if you put on the driveway, if you're going to get cleaned out by a bus, like in Final Destination, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> um, yeah, so you do a whole bunch of stuff every day without knowing what the possible outcomes are. So just add this to the list. And the reason why I think people should is because there is literally someone waiting to hear your story. This is a conversation that I have with Aubrey a lot. Aubrey is one of our amazing listeners. And we have this conversation all the time. And now she's starting to see the effects of the people that need to hear her story. So it's really cool when I get to have my monthly Doc and Aubrey sit down session. And she's like, oh, you know, someone else who's in a similar situation reached out to me and they said, oh, they heard my show and they really loved, you know, what I was talking about and then made them feel better. I was like, this is what we do this for. Right. And so yesterday, man, I had the benefit. Glenn uh, sent me a person to support. And oh, my goodness, she was so awesome that after we fixed the problem, we just hung out and talked for a little bit. Right. And yeah. The level of how much she was excited to have us and what we produce for her and, you know, how we make her job easier and knowing what she is doing is positively impacting other people. It, it gives you a close situation for the people that, you know, come in and yell at us because we don't have, I don't know, LinkedIn comments or something. Right. It it's makes that, it <laughs> makes not, totally not our fault. Right. But, you know, they don't know that. So it really makes it better when you know that the work you're doing is really helping someone. But you're never going to know that if you don't get it out of your head. Right. You're definitely not helping anybody by keeping your mouth shut. So do it. <laughs> I, I completely agree. And I would say to echo on this and we've, we've both and many more people other than just us have said this a ton is we live in a world right now where everything is very public. Thanks to, you know, thanks to the internet and social media and all of the cool technologies that we have at our fingers. It's also very visible. You know, we, we're aware of how many people are watching or listening. We're aware of, you know, what's going on out there. We have this kind of, you know, imposter syndrome as we look at what everyone else is doing. And we have these feelings in the back of our head, except for Doc, who doesn't do feelings, but the rest of us have these feelings in the back of our, in the back of our head that are telling us like, oh, you know, if I don't have, 
you know, 400 people, 500 people, 1 million, you know, listeners that my podcast or my live stream or my content creation, you know, videos and, and all of that isn't worthwhile. Like it, we, you know, we're, we're so focused, even if it's just for fun. And I'm guilty of this as well. Like we're focused on this idea of if you're not doing the most and reaching the most, then is it even worth it? And what I would say to echo what doctor said, yes, it is. You need to go back to what the goals were of why you wanted to start this thing in the first place. Many, many of us start these things in the first place to help other people, to reach other people, to share our stories. So we need to go back to what those goals are. And chances are 99.9% of you want to get into this or have gotten into this space because you, A, wanted to do it for fun with someone else who you love or because you love a topic or you're passionate about something or because you really just wanted to help people. So like I would challenge all of us to kind of put those numbers aside get over yourself a little bit and stop worrying about how many people are tuning in and focus on the content and go back to your mission because the rest of it will come. But what you need to do is really, you know, like, like Doc said, like you need to really focus on the, the why behind all of it and keep that as your mantra because will, you will always have those moments where you're disappointed that there's nobody watching or there's nobody listening right now, but that doesn't mean that that's forever. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still create the best possible content that you can. So I would say, even if it's really, really crazy busy and it's really oversaturated, if there's a reason why you wanted to get into this and don't let the numbers out there stop you from wanting, from doing what you want to do and for hitting your goals. You know, it's funny, uh, two things. Um, when when we when I was doing shows, right? Um, we have a little hip hop group, and we used to open for all the major concerts that came in Honolulu, right? So I love that. Yeah, anybody from the '80s and early '90s that were famous hip hoppers, I probably opened up for them in the show. But when we first started, we were doing like you know, like high school gigs or these uh, not like bar mitzvah, but you know, like small party type things, or whatever. And it would be you know less than a hundred people. And we had a blast. We didn't care. We were just out there. We were doing our music. We we're having a good old time. And then I remember getting to the points where we're opening up, say, at, a, at an outdoor event where, you know, there's 15,000 people. And because of the way the stage is set up, I can no longer see the faces of the first three or four rows. When you do a smaller party, you can see everybody's face. And as far as know that when you, you know, you bust a good line or you're just having, you know, stupid comments on stage, you could see everyone and see everyone smiling and laughing. And I remember the disconnect from the audience that became when we did the massive shows, right? So like when we're opening up for Yellow Man or Run DMC in the park and there's 15,000 people, I can no longer see the faces of those who were enjoying what we were doing. And I actually prefer the smaller shows. So don't be in such a hurry to grow up. Remember like what you say to kids, right? Don't be in <laughs> yeah. such a hurry to grow up because you can get that disconnect. And I guess the last thing that I wanted to point out, though, super important. I think everybody should write this down. If your why is, I'm going to start a podcast to make money. <laughs> Cross it out and don't do it. Yeah. Because it's not going to work. It takes a long time. I mean, a really long time to get to the point where your podcast is going to make money. You probably have to be willing to do it for four or five years without 15 cents 
before you get to the point where you're monetized. I got friends who've been doing it for over 10 years and they're just now getting to where they're sponsored and, you know, doing all of that good stuff where they're legit making money. So, and you're going to have to invest in that beyond just your time. Like the podcasts that are getting all the way there, like are, they are investing, they're investing in their, you know, their own advertising. They're investing in much higher end gear than probably what most of us are using. Like they, it requires, it requires you to invest first before you're going to be able to get others to invest in you at that level. There you go. All right. So what's next? What's the next question? I like that Well, question. so you gave a sneak peek at the beginning of this episode, but so we have a bunch of friends who just got back or are on their way back or maybe last day. I can't remember where, I can't remember what day of the week it is, friends. <laughs> but PodFest has just happened slash is still happening. <laughs> and we have friends who brought back some insights for us from PodFest. And one of them was really centered around this concept of video podcasting. So I wanted us to talk a little bit about you know, we started this podcast as a video podcast. Yes, the podcasting market may be really saturated, but what about video podcasting? Is video podcasting still a popular topic? Is it growing? Where are we at in this world of video podcasting? I think it's still just beginning. It has made some massive leaps and bounds recently. It's only going to grow more. And in a way to me, I think it lowers the playing field for creating a podcast i think this okay this is going to sound crazy but trust you me i believe it to be true more people know how to edit videos thanks to instagram and you know tiktok than they know how to edit audio so you could edit your video podcast in CapCut on your phone let's be legit you could yeah it, 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 it's not going to be the simplest way but it also will be the simplest way. It sounds weird what I just said. But if you're a single person talking by yourself and you were to just take your phone and record your thing and drop it in the cap cut and then go to lunch with your family while you're sitting there waiting 20 minutes for your table to get ready, you could go in there and cut out all of the sections you want to cut out, insert, you know, graphic overlays to highlight the key elements of your piece and then save that file and upload it to Anchor straight from your phone or upload it to Captivate straight from your phone. And you can theoretically edit an entire podcast. So in a way, video podcasting is easier. Now, the other thing for us OGs, it was super frustrating that I could go to YouTube and post a one-hour video for nothing. But if I wanted to post a one-hour podcast on, at the time, the biggest podcast platforms out there, it was relatively expensive if you added video. Like most of them would take your audio stuff pretty good and it would handle and you would get charged according to downloads. But to upload a video back in the day was crazy expensive. That's the only reason why we didn't do it. But myself, I've been doing video podcasts since 09-ish, I think around 08, 09. And it was crazy expensive. I used to have to pay Vimeo almost two grand a year to host a podcast that like maybe... 300 people listen to but we did it because it was fun and that was what we wanted to do so yeah it's so much easier now and i think again we get a chance to connect like i can see you make crazy faces when i say something stupid and i was like okay i better readjust that or if we're talking about something and i start talking about the continuum transfunctioner and you're like oh, okay i better explain that deeper because if katie 
if Katie did the sideways head, that means that Sandy did the sideways head and so did Gretchen and Aubrey and Paul. So I better re-explain that. You know what I mean? So I just think it's a it's just a much better thing and it's easier for you guys just starting out, not harder. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I do think it really levels it levels the playing field. I finally put my money where my mouth is. I always get that expression wrong, but I started my personal 90s movie review podcast. Last week was my first episode, <laughs> but it took me like seconds to create a YouTube channel for my new podcast seconds to like connect Ecamm in and, you know, and, and schedule a stream. And then like, once I had done that, getting everything else set up for like all of the audio platforms and setting up a podcast house a little bit longer, but not crazy long total investment. $15 because I wanted to get epidemic sound on it. Like literally, literally very fast, very easy, like at mostly free. So yeah, I think that, you know, if you're just starting out or if you're doing it just for fun and you have, you know, pretty minimal budget because you're doing it just for fun, it's really easy to do right now. And again, with the kind of format that we do here on the flow, which is what I'm mimicking on my podcast. It it's so easy. It's so easy to just like go live, live tape, you know, your podcast episode. I grab the video. Now I don't even have to drag and drop it into the script. I just hit the edit into script button. It opens up automatically. And like you're saying with Kafka, like I I am a terrible editor, but I can edit an entire video and chop it into clips and put the captions on and do all of that right into script. You know, have four video clips, have the transcript, and I can get that back out. And and then I'm able again to just reach a ton more people because I'm creating my content in all these different ways, but I'm only really actually recording it once. So, I, you know, you're really opening up all of those doors, which I think is huge. So here's something that you can do in a video podcast that's probably a little harder in an audio podcast. So I'll give you an example. You can talk to your audience in real time. So for instance, everyone who's watching right now on the live recording Go ahead and drop this in the chat. Anybody who's watching this on the replay, put it in the comments on YouTube. But I want to know, what do you think is the most underrated 90s movie? Why do I ask that question? So we give Katie a list of stuff to watch. And for me, it's uh, Rocketeer and Office Space. <gasps> Rocketeer and Office Space. Perfect choices. So if you have your most underrated, you know, 90s movie, drop them in the comments below. Or if you're watching the replay, drop it. Even if you're listening to audio, send us a comment somewhere. Because now we're giving Katie stuff for her to do on her show. You see what I'm saying? So you can reach out to your audience and get those ideas straight away. Because a big question is, where do we get all of these ideas? I just did it. So simple. Yeah, it really does make a big difference. And I I posted on my on my LinkedIn earlier today, but you know, I, again, for all of you who are sitting out there and you're like, Oh, you know, starting, you know, I might not have any live viewers. It's weird when I'm live and I don't have any live viewers. My first episode, I had zero live viewers. We were live and, but it gave me and Nat the ability to be consistent. We knew we had to show up in case someone was live and was waiting for us. And like, and because we were, you know, because we were live streaming, anyone could show up during, you know, during the time that we were there, because we had shared it on social media and done, you know, all of the correct things. It kept up our energy. It was fun. It was like, a, it had, you know, the, the slight butterflies in your stomach just from the act of being live. So I, I would say that like, again, even if you're not trying to grow your live streaming audience, or even if you're really small, like we were, and we're, you're just starting out, 
there's nothing wrong with doing it live anyway, even if no one shows up. In fact, you'll get a ton of different benefits from it that you don't even fully realize that you'll get. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in just getting it done and getting it out there. And yeah, and just saying goodbye to all the like stupid preconceived notions that we all have in our heads. Even if no one shows up, that's cool. Because, and honestly, they don't have to show up because there, there might be, you might be on a subject matter that works really, really well for audio. So no one might ever come to your live tapings, but it doesn't matter because you got to tape it anyway. So you might as well tape it where there's an audience and things like that. Because if people do start to show up, that's how you grow. And that's how you, to the next question, that's how you build momentum. A common question is, how do I build momentum? How do I get people to my shows? You know, so forth, so on, et cetera. Um, doing it <laughs> like it's it's super funny um but it seems so crazy you really have to oh, oh i'm gonna bring you another 90s movie you really have to do that thing you do <laughs> <laughs> that's that's this week's episode doc you have to come on thursday that is Judge this week's episode oh my goodness the oh, one now i'm gonna be singing it the whole episode oh long in the back God. of my head i'm sorry <laughs> oh it's such a great movie but yes, you really have to do that thing you do, because if you don't do it, it never gets you to a point of completion. Right. Again, here's OK. Let me fix this. I'm going to wind everybody backwards for a second. If you have less than I'm going to say less than 25 episodes on your belt, I can say that because this is working on episode 26. <laughs> if you got less than 25 on your belt and I sent you 500 people to your live taping right now, you will probably freak out. You would probably have a panic attack. Yeah. So be careful what you wish for. If, you <laughs> if you're not ready, right? You know why restaurants do soft openings? Because they don't want to open the first day lying around the block and they can't handle it. This is why they do like sometimes two, three weeks, sometimes two, three months soft opening before they legit open the restaurant because you don't want to open on the first day. And all these people come in and anybody who's ever even a company the size of Apple, the day that a new update comes out, you can't get the update for hours sometimes. Why? Because the whole freaking planet is trying to get it. So I always say, even if. I got Oprah to send, you know, a million people to your stream or your page or your content. Do you have enough for them to stick around? Do you have a catalog that they like that was so good? Let me go listen to another. And everybody who's listening, everybody in the chat right now has listened to a brand new podcast. And then you're like, oh, that was so good. Let me look for another. There is no other episode. And you feel like depleted, like like you're a balloon and somebody went, because you just wanted more and it's not there. And subconsciously, sometimes that shuts people off, you know? So like when, you know, a new show comes with Netflix or Apple TV, you know, I like it when they release at least three episodes, release it one at a time. It makes me angry now because <laughs> I don't know if I have time. It's a, that's a really, really good point. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're getting started and we talked about this in some of our previous episodes, but just a refresher <laughs> that, you know, most of the podcast platforms that are out there that, you know, are, so our podcast host is Captivate, but whether you're using Captivate or Anchor or any of those other options out there, you need to start with at least a trailer. But like Doc's saying, if you have two or three or five or whatever episodes, podcasting is such, it's like Netflix, people. It's a its a binging kind of experience. So, you know, if you want to be able to catch people and keep people starting with a few episodes or at a bare minimum, 
you know, a trailer or a first episode out there is is going to be really, really important because it would be a really huge shame for someone to stumble across. You know, they're they're waiting for like the next episode of their favorite podcast to drop and they've discovered you. You know, you might be able to get more of their time than just the one episode. And so, yeah, it'd be it'd be a shame to just not have that content. So. Again, if you're doing the live streaming, you know, live to tape kind of format, like what we do here, um, I would say start on YouTube, do five episodes, and then release them out through, <laughs> through a podcast, through your podcast host, because you then you have the content, you know it's strong, and you can kind of really play into that binge-worthy um, culture, like really, that builds up around podcasts. I'm loving these pop. I'm loving these po- these '90s movie suggestions, guys. Keep them coming. We'll just we'll keep collecting so, them throughout the episode. You know, Eric said the professional, the I've- solid Natalie Portman. I'm loving it. Well, actually, everything John Luke Besson was one of my favorite directors anyway because my uh, one of my top five dinner live is is uh, Fifth Element. Oh, you guys, this crossover episode is giving me all the feels. I'm getting very excited for, right. for Thursday. I just like John Luke anyway, La, La Femme, Nikita, whatever. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, so moving on. I really love that, and I think it's super important. So now, again, one of the things that always comes up is about, like, how does one, you know, keep consistent? And mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of bulk recording mm. because this is why, and I, people are going to argue with me, but whatever. Um you're both recording because maybe you have a time constraint and a couple of things are going to happen. Your first recording session will be a little mediocre energy. Yeah. Your middle two recording sessions will be on fire and your last one will be hella low energy. And then, so when I hear those episodes, I can tell that you both recorded it. I can always tell when you both recorded it. So in a way, I get it. If all you have, if if the only thing stopping you is time and you have no choice but to bulk record, knock yourself out, be extremely aware of your energy and put 10 more than you think, especially if you have a video camera, right? So on the days where your show is low energy, you just see it, you can feel it. Like people that have been to my stream have been to my stream on 150. They've also seen my stream at 100, but they also see my stream at 50. And they would tell you the 150 streams are always epic. So you want to try to push that 150. And I know it's harder. And I know some of you guys are thinking like, oh, but I'm doing a, a mine and a zen. Yo, even when you're doing the calm down, I've seen the calm down one when the person's mailing it in. And you can tell. You know what I mean? So even if your goal is to align chakras or whatever, you still got to do what you got to do. You got to do it correctly. Yeah. And I would say this has been a a topic that I'm sure has crossed everyone's feeds or minds or conversations in person. It is very, very, very easy to get burned out. We are all doing a lot of things, whether it's, you know, professionally or personally, we have very, very busy, crazy schedules. So don't like really, really, really please, if you're going to get into this podcasting space, set yourself up for success, you know, create a process, a workflow, you know, a timeline that is going to make you feel comfortable. That is not more than you can handle. That's not later than you can handle, like really think through all of that so that you are 
you know, building that level of routine and consistency upfront. And it's better to start small and grow than to be like, I'm going to do this every single day and have to scale it back later or, you know, or do it all that entire time and then realize that you're completely exhausted and that what you're trying to do by yourself or in a small team team isn't sustainable. So I, you know, we're, we called this, this show the flow because we really wanted you to understand the workflow and the process and the planning that goes into creating and running and managing a podcast. So, you know, our workflow, which you can watch full episodes on, is really, really streamlined and really simple. Even though we have, you know, a team working on it, we we try to make things as simple as possible. And if something is taking too much time or is causing, you know, too many um too many barriers for us, we remove that or change that process because we we want to be successful at this. We want you to be successful at this. So it, the those workflows and those processes and the tools who we've been calling our teammates matter in in that entire situation because they are there to save time and to create efficiencies. So if if something in your process isn't working, get rid of it. It you know if you're able to change it, change it. And if you're just starting out. Don't try to take on absolutely everything or you will not be able to be consistent. And what matters most is getting past that episode seven and building a routine and building it into something that's consistent and sustainable long term. All right. So I won't give people the uh, breakdown about the burnout thing, but I will say this. If you want to make sure that you don't have burnout, uh, mean it. Let's <laughs> go back to the very first thing we stated, which is know your why. If you know your why, then your purpose, purpose just doesn't allow for such things. I'm sorry. Everybody that's a parent, like, yo, your kids are your world. You don't wake up going, I got to go to work today so I can feed these dang children. You wake up, you go to work because you know you have to feed those children. Right now, you might have a job that you hate, but that's because you haven't figured out your purpose without getting too much into the kimono. Um, we too, as employee of ECAM, we have to do our self-assessments and mine came up and one of the questions is like, what do you love the most about your job? My job, people lean all the way to freak in, stop your car if you can and listen to me closely because if Uncle Doug never teaches you anything, this is it. My job perfectly, not a little bit, not kind of bit, not 80%. My job perfectly aligns with my personal mission in life. I never wake up in the morning and go, damn, Ken and Glenn got me doing X, Y, Z. I don't have those problems. I don't. I just don't. And I'm not trying to be facetious in any way, shape, or form. I never wake up feeling like it's a slog to have to come and talk to the Ecamm fam. I live for you guys because it is a perfect alignment with my personal mission in life. And I, I'm so sad that I can't hook up the people that I love the most. I can't get them there. I'm trying. Trust me. I argue with my family members all the time. Quit that job. Oh, but I make like 200 a year. So all you do is, is complain about it, right? So quit that. Let's show you to do something that you really, really want to do, right? And then so if you find a way to do what you want to do specifically on your purpose, you don't have those days. They just don't. I can tell you from experience, so far, so good, not impossible. Do I have people that say stuff that upset me and make me angry a little bit? Yeah, but I also wax that off in about 10, 15 minutes. That's not a burnout type thing. 
right? Normally I'm like, okay, Hem and Manchego, problem solved. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Luis. I keep throwing Luis under the bus. <laughs> Louis, Luis and I are now both hungry. Yeah, it's just really it's really helpful. And like I know how much like you and Nat really love these 90s movies things. It's gonna take a lot for you to get burnt out on making that show because it is really a deep love for you, right? Yeah, exactly. But then, you know, but also like when we decided that we wanted to go forward with this, we, you know, we really thought about like, you know, what's the best possible day and time that works for us that we know is going to be the easiest for us to show up to every single week. What, what is the schedule and format that's going to work for both of us? You know, so it like it, we really talked through those things. And I would say whether you're doing this by yourself or you're doing it with a co-host or a team of people to talk through those things, write those things down, outline all of those questions that are going to come up because there's no point in being like, oh yeah, I think like, you know, Tuesdays at noon, it's going to work really well for this podcast thing. And then you, you know, you get into it a couple of times and you're like, oh shoot, you know, actually this, this noon time doesn't work really well for me because I, you know, I have this other meeting I need to go to, or I have to, you know, do this other thing. Like you, once you've decided what the best time is, you need to stick with it, but you should really think through like, what is the best day and time? What is the best frequency? Is it weekly? Is it once a month? Is it twice a week? Like what, what are those things that are going to work well for you? And maybe you need to change them down the road, but you, you should know that going in, you should set yourself up for success. You should be passionate about it. You should know your why. And then you should, again, create a system that is going to make it easy for you and constantly update that system to keep it easy for you because it's not worth it. It's not worth it to be kind of just slogging through it and feeling like, you know, the actual content creation is fun, but you know, the X, Y, Z process and getting it out isn't fix it. It it should be easy all the way across. It, it'll take a bit of time to get used to the process maybe, but it, it shouldn't be a complicated process. This should be streamlined and easy. Oh, you know, I just thought of something very good too, especially for you, um, for your type of show, but pretty much everybody who's here going to it, knowing that something is going to come up, right? There's going oh, to yeah. be a day where the young Fox, um, because he's a little rambunctious is going to run into a tree or something and have a big knot on his head Oh yeah, and you're going to have to cancel. Right. Actually, you know, the, the, the girl version Fox, she's a little bit more mellow, but she, I was going to say of the two. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably two, more but likely. She's allowed to do something crazy too. Yeah. So what you could do is knowing that there is going to be something happen, have an in-case emergency break glass episodes. So on a day where you guys have extra time, record a couple of shorter, funnier things, right? So one of my buddies, uh, Mac OS Ken, some of you people may have heard his podcast, Ken Ray, he will come on on the times when he gets sick. And he has like these really short episodes that are kind of like set up and pre-recorded and just ready in case something happens. Like he gets sent away to an Apple event or he doesn't feel that good. So he'll that. come in, he'll be like, uh, guys, uh, yeah, today I'm not going to make it, but uh, here's a little something. And he'll just have a, like a real short, like two or three minute expose of something that's just been in his head right so you could even have like your your listicles together right i was gonna say i'm totally thinking like like top 10 like actor lists or yeah exactly yeah like the different phases of molly ringwald right yeah or you know who is famous you know she's actually a little bit more 80s and 90s but stalker channing right oh yeah like yeah 
the 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 full circle of stalker channing right or you can do a history uh bio piece on some of your favorite actors or directors or the genre or whatever and you just have those recorded and they're just sat there and you, you don't air them but if an emergency happens, right, uh, the younger fox runs into a tree and you're like, Nat, we can't do this today. But I got the can episode we did where we talked about the many phases of Molly Ringwall and we're going to just release that. But don't just release it without at least coming on and say, gang, sorry, this is what happened. Why? Because when your people become your people, they will never leave you. Right. They will accept anything that goes on because you let them be you. If you're trying to hide from them because I'm professional. Sorry. I'm I'm wondering if Descript is going to put those automatically quotations around <laughs> that just from that. your tone of voice. Like Descript air quotes. Right. <laughs> um, like, OK, the, the doctors that are professional in quotation marks get sued. There's been plenty of reports that doctors that don't build relationships with their patients get sued more often than the doctor that comes in, knows your kids' names, knows that you're playing soccer, be like, I hope I never have to see them about an ankle, and they spend that little bit of time, how's your mom, you know, whatever. Those doctors, they get sued less. So consider it your bedside manner to not be so proud of yourself that you can't tell your community, yo, fam, today I'm struggling. And so this is what I'm going to give you. I hope you like it. If it sucks, I completely apologize. I'll make it up to you next week. And these kids is getting on my nerves and I got to go handle this. But in the meantime, enjoy the many faces of Molly Ringwall and then play it. And then the next week you come back, you owe them. So you come with it. Hunter Fitty. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. Genius. I'm taking that. I'm taking that tip. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, now this week we're getting into the Kuzaks, right? <laughs> like, uh, which oh, one is better? Like, which one is better, right? Uh, what is that movie where he's floating on the trunk, Tom Hanks? Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. All right, I have to add that oh, one to my list. Blasphemy! <sighs> blasphemy, Louise, cut out my swear words right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, we we actually had a really good question that came in and that uh, wasn't one I was going to cover today, but I, I think it's worth covering on this topic of video podcasting. It is worth reminding everyone that there are only currently, as of 2023, only a couple of different ways that you can create a the video aspect of the podcast. So one is here on YouTube, which is what we are doing. So you could have a YouTube podcast and YouTube is still growing and changing and evolving what YouTube podcasts look like and, and options and all of that kind of information behind them. The other, and Doc can correct me if I'm wrong, if there's more that I'm not thinking of, but the other is Spotify pod, is Spotify video podcasts. And the only way to access that Spotify video podcast is to go through Anchor as a, as a host. I wouldn't advise it because they are not the easiest or best to go through. And I can say that with experience now that I have tried both. Um, but it, if you are really keen to get into Spotify's um, video podcast, that is the way in. Um, and again, you know, YouTube video podcasts exists really as a counterbalance to what Spotify is doing. So YouTube is pushing back and saying like, hey, we're we're the video people. And so now we also will have video podcasts, but those are the two kind of main ways if you want to add the video element in. Um, and again, here with what we do in the flow, we use Captivate as our podcast host, which we highly recommend. And we just 
don't put the video through Captivate. Our video is only out on YouTube. And then obviously we can share clips and such um, through social platforms. But um, but yeah, that that is that is our process for what we are doing. But you could certainly do the same thing with Anchor as your podcast host. And then you would be able to also go out to Spotify video. Don't ever let a podcast host send the video through to YouTube for you. Create it for YouTube or stream it on YouTube. Do not ever hit any send to YouTube buttons, including the one in Ecamm. Don't ever hit those. You want to spend the time to actually build out all of that great, you know, rich data around it. So all of your tags and your descriptions and your titles and any other features that you have access to on YouTube. 100%. And so many people don't realize that I did it. I I had a whole entire, I deleted it from the channel and moved it to another channel. But I say hit that send to YouTube button in Podbean. You're like, done, easy. (laughs) You know, this is hard and it's hard to say because people don't want to hear this and the truth hurts. But we spend a lot of time wanting everything to be easy and all of the easy stuff just really doesn't work. And the reason why manufacturers or, you know, software people put it in there is because the people keep asking for it. But in reality, it don't work, right? So, for instance, today in the stream, everyone keeps talking about, like, getting the closed captions, getting the closed captions. And, yes, you can just take the default closed captions that YouTube is making. Matter of fact, if you click CC right now on your YouTube thing, it will give you the closed captions of what I'm saying. However, that does not equate to the same closed captions you will get from using Descript. But, you know, well, it's free. I'm sorry. In the tech world nowadays, let's get this through our heads. Nothing is actually free, right? If the software service that you're using does not require you to um, log in, say with your Google account or your Facebook account, which they all do, it's not free. The minute it says create your account with Facebook, trust you me, it is absolutely not free because Facebook will sell you out like your brother-in-law when the popo pull you over and you got an eighth in your pocket. Brother-in-law, he did it. Like Facebook will sell you up the river and people are like, oh, well, you know, Alexa's listening to me. No, she's not. What happens is you keep signing up for free stuff, background remover. And once you sign up for background remover, it automatically knows everything about you. So now when you and Katie are together in the same room and Katie has recently been looking up, you know, Casper mattresses or whatever, you all of a sudden she'll say, hey, you know what? Today I was looking at Casper mattresses and you go, oh, yeah, you should check out Purple or Lisa. All of a sudden, your phone will also show you those ads because it realizes that you guys hang out together a couple of times a week. It realizes you guys are in the same general demographics. And so it thinks that if Katie likes mattresses, you must like mattresses, too. It is not listening to you. That's not how it works. You've already given the plan of your information using all of these free apps because it's easy. And you just need to know that people really, really need to know that that all of the trackers that we fear so much. You give all that information away every time you keep signing Willingly. up. Willingly. Remover, you know, so be careful of that. And like, I'm cool. Like when I use a free service, I kind of check the app out with a couple apps you can use, like Ghostery or whatever, to see what kind of information they're stealing. And I just make an executive decision. I'll run with that. But the general, or not, popular, yeah. Yeah, general population doesn't know that. So a lot of times trying to get the easy way or the free way gives you problems. So Katie tested it because, you know, she don't listen to Doc. I'm going to do this on Anchor. (laughs) 
I wanted to, no, I tested it because I wanted to be able to say with authority what the difference was between the two. I'm likely could just move it over to Captivate now that I've had that experience. But I wanted to know, like, I wanted to know what was the process of setting up with Spotify video. I wanted to know how hard was it to set everything up initially. Uh, and I will say now with authority, it was not easier to do it through Anchor. It was freer if you <laughs> want to go that way. It wasn't. It wasn't easier. Um, there were, you know, again, there's a couple of benefits in that if you want to get out in front of Spotify video, yeah. Um, but it took me actually a long time on Anchor to figure out, and I don't think I'm a dumb person generally. You're smart enough to hire me, so you're good. Uh, there we go. It took me a long time to figure out like how to actually like send the audio out. Like it was like, great, you've created your podcast through Anchor. And I was like, okay, awesome. And it was like, upload an episode. And like, okay, I'm not ready to do that part yet because I, I just wanted to like hold the page. And that was like the only information there. And I'm like, okay, well, how do, but where do I put in all the stuff I know is in Captivate? Like, how do I build my page so I can start sharing that out? Like, where do I upload my trailer? And I kid you not, it literally just had this screen that was just like new episode. And I was like, I, I don't, I guess I press that. Like, I don't know what else to press. I just want to be able to set, set stuff up. It wouldn't let me change my link over. Like it set it up initially under my name. It took me forever to figure out how to change it over to, to the VHS club, which is our podcast name. Like it was hard. And even now I still can't get it to show up on Google podcasts, even though it should be easy. And I, so there's, there's, there's drama. <laughs> this is. There's drama. There's drama. And not to say that that drama doesn't exist in paid tools as well. But I, the, the point is that you should really understand like what, what you want to do and what you want to get out of these things before you go through the setup process. So that if I was to say, okay, I don't work at Ecamm. I'm not trying to like learn more about how to podcast. I'm just trying to start a podcast. If my goals were like, get my podcast out by blah, blah, blah date. And I was in charge of setting all this up. I would have hit that and been like, screw this. It's complicated. <laughs> I don't understand how this is working. I'm done. I'm going to go back and find another tool that helps me get there faster. Right. So like it, at some point you need to figure out what are those tools? What are the gear? What are the structures and process that you need to make it easy? And if it's not easy, there are always other choices out there. Luckily, nowadays, it's easy to move a podcast. For, before, yeah. it used to be, uh, oh, my God, it was a pain in the butt. But now it's relatively easy. Captivate, Podbean, Buzzsprout, all these guys, they do have ways to easily ingest your podcast from someplace else. So you will probably grow out of the stuff that you thought was easy sooner or later and just know that it's okay. So if you started there, we're not we're not like trash bombing anchor. I do, but Kitty doesn't. She's nice. Um, actually, Jared, Jared fixed me. He said that they stopped like um, you know stealing your podcast, which is what they did in the beginning. To be honest with you, because they too didn't know what they were doing. They were figuring out as, at the same time. I don't I don't think Spotify maliciously went to go steal your podcast. They just thought if they made it exclusive, it would grow their platform. Spotify's like, I got all these podcasts over here. I don't know what to do with them <laughs> you want a podcast you want a podcast right so let me figure this out so they were in the process of learning too and after enough people had you know like pitchforks ready for them they backed down and they adjusted it so they don't really do that anymore but you know i, I think i say this to people all the time especially like in the mac community because you know there's a lot of people that make videos about like oh apple's trying to screw you no company is out to screw you because that wouldn't last their company very long 
right? Any company that goes out to purposely try to screw you, it just doesn't last very long. And 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 companies of the size that they are, they just don't do that, right? Um, I can't say the same for big pharma. That's a different situation. But in general, where you care what your customer, your customers are captive. Let's put it that way. Right. If you have asthma, you need an inhaler. <laughs> so they, you're captive at that point. But when you have options, which in this luckily in tech space, we normally have options. You just don't really have that problem. You can do it elsewhere. You could be like Epic and make your own store for Fortnite. It's funny. After all of that noise, nobody really plays Fortnite anymore. They should have stayed where they were. Anyway, that's a different that's a different podcast. Um, you know, this is good because I, I think you're right. People still have a lot of machinations about whether I should do a video podcast and I, I'm just here to tell you people it's easier. I think I've done it since 2009 because it was always easier. Right. And you can, again, like you can, if you are sitting there and you're like, Oh shoot, I started a podcast. It's audio only. And I, I don't know what to do about this whole video thing. And I don't want to restart and I don't want to move things over. You, you can just start now. <laughs> you can just like do your schedule or, or post your next episode, you know, create a YouTube channel, schedule and post your next episode on YouTube and make a slight tweak to, you know, whatever podcast host you're using for the audio side. Again, if you're new or you do not understand what our flow is, we live stream this episode. Ken and your coffee. We live stream your episode <laughs> hey, Ken. every single week uh, on Thursdays right now. Uh, it's Tuesdays, sorry, right now from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern. And then we edit. We do a little bit of editing. Luis edits for us. And we upload a replay video that's edited and a bit cleaned up to YouTube. We take that audio and that audio goes out through Captivate to all the different podcast platforms the following week. So we give ourselves a week from when we live to tape, we live record this podcast to when all of our podcast listeners actually get that content, which then makes all of you live, beautiful people feel special and gives us enough time to, you know, to use all the other tools and things that we need to, to make it a, a sustainable process for us to get it out there. Uh, and I mean, honestly, we're not even using all that many tools, right? We're using Ecamm because we work at Ecamm and we love it and it makes it easy for us to live stream and create video. Even when the boss makes coffee while you're trying to make a podcast, Ken. Even when the boss makes coffee. Uh, yeah, so we use Ecamm. We use Descript, which we've talked about a lot in this episode. That helps us grab the transcript. It helps us edit our videos into shorter clips. We can burn those captions onto the videos to make them like shareable marketing clips. It does a ton of really cool stuff. Makes it, again, I know we just bash the word easy, but it like if you know nothing about editing, you can use Descript and pretty quickly be able to edit your videos at least it's to some level. It's approachable. It's approachable. And then we use Captivate and Captivate is the tool that sends the, our audio out to all of the different podcast platforms. That's basically it. We use Luis, Luis. <laughs> Descript and Captivate and we have a podcast that's performing pretty well and growing more and more every week. So it, it, it is easier than it seems, but because we've intentionally made that process sustainable and streamlined so that we can do it every single week, even when we can't always be in the same room as each other or things happen or whatever else the show goes on. Yeah, number one, get a Luis. You can't have Luis. <laughs> I was going to say, Luis doesn't come with a terms of service. He comes with a terms of sandwich. As long as you give him ham and manchego, he's good to go. <laughs> he does. Uh, we'll, we'll send our P.O. box so that all of you can send us ham and manchego sandwiches. I love it. <laughs> All right. So before we close this out, I did I did just want to kind of cover one thing. And I think it's super important that everyone just, you know, sort of knows this. You're 
you're honestly never going to know this until you try. So just try. And those are the people who just started. If you run into any roadblocks, if you're hitting something that you find is a little pressing, and you don't know what to do. Send us an email, man. We're going to work through it together because we might also be finding that roadblock. And that's the cool thing about communities. Communities run into things and they all are starting to find the same similar problem. And then what we've been able to do is like reiterate the software in order to address those problems. So for instance, we've got Ecamm 4.0 because live streaming has changed since we first started with Ecamm, you know, live, right? Matter of fact, somebody said this to me the other day and now it's funny to me, but it's kind of real. You guys gonna have to drop the word live. What? Yeah. You're gonna have to drop the word live. Well, why? And they're like, because 80% of the people that use it don't even go live. They're just recording in virtual camera. And I was like, well, <laughs> virtual camera-ing. <laughs> All right, I love it. figure that one out. Uh, and I'm like, damn, they right. We just might have to go ECAM. We might sooner or later have to drop the live because it's less confusing to the new people who freak out and think they have to go live just to use ECAM. So it's it's bananas, but it happens. Sorry, Rich. Rich hates when I say bananas, but it, it happens. Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to say, because this came up in a question, and let me answer this super quickly. You can open up your video file in just a native QuickTime application on your computer. If you scroll down from the first menu under file, there is the word export. And in export, you can click on that and go audio only. People ask, how do you extract the audio out of a video? It is that simple. I've actually gone as far as to make a macOS shortcut that I can right click on any file and it will extract the audio. And it's super easy to do. Uh, for, I haven't figured out how to make it publicly available yet. I gotta ask Matthew Casanelli to help me with that. But literally, I can tell you how to make it because it's three lines of code and you don't even have to know anything about programming because in- That sounds like a fun tutorial video. We should do a tutorial. Yeah, you should do a tutorial video. <laughs> just a, I've done it actually as a part of a tutorial showing how to do stuff. But it's literally a matter of stacking three Lego blocks together and you can right click on it. It becomes part of your right click. And so I right click on anything and say extract audio and it will pull the audio out. So it's really simple to do. So if you're worried about that and I don't know how to do that, I don't use Final Cut or any of these other tools that would make that super easy. You can easily extract audio just with QuickTime built into your computer. Perfect. Perfect. Well, on that note, we did it. We did another episode. We gave you all the facts and none of the, some of the feelings. <laughs> and background ambient coffee sounds. <laughs> and background ambient coffee sounds. And we hopefully helped you get a little bit closer to either starting a podcast, adding video to your podcast, or just getting a little bit better at this whole podcast thing. And we gave you a bunch of 90 movies to watch in case this keeps, like, it's, it's raining here really badly for like three days in a row. So like sitting on the couch in this sweater and watching the movie is what I wanted to do. But I don't know, some two brothers decided to release a new version of Ecamm this whole time. So I've been in this cold basement freezing. <laughs> well, Doc, you will have to come on an upcoming episode and you'll have to oh, either tune in, tune in live or watch the replay of, of this week's episode on that thing you do to make sure that I, I give it, I give it the amount of love. <laughs> It deserves. Oh, such a good oh, movie. Oh my god, such, such a good, good movie. movie. Yes. Oh man, this is gonna be cool. I like this episode, Katie. This is a good idea because it's funny. You would figure that a lot of this stuff is starting to just come out, but I still find that although when we were at Podcast Movement, it was video podcast was the height, and then at Podfest, video podcast is the height topic. So, like, it's not going anywhere. 
you know what? I, I guarantee you the next big one coming up, social media marketing world, it's still going to be the hype topic. So, yeah. yeah. I, it's I what think, people want like, to know about. It's, yeah. time to, it's time to do it. If you're sitting on it, if you have any questions, by all means, reach out to us. You can reach us at flow at ecamm.com. You can listen to the podcast and get the older episodes at flow.ecamm.com. And of course, by all means, you can send us questions on the volley. All you got to do is scan the QR code, go to the volley app, and then boom, we're at flow volley. Something like that. I forgot yeah, the URL. E I think it's <laughs> ecamm.tv slash flow volley. Flow. Flow volley. All right, there you go. And volley is V-O-L-L-E-Y for those of you who are not great at spelling. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And as we said 111 times this episode, we use the script. Why? Because this script is the sauce. When you are finished recording an ECAM, if you're using 4.0, we press a button that says edit in the script. If you happen to have Descript on your computer, it will move over the audio and video files it will basically convert that in a couple of minutes. You got enough time to make a quick cup of coffee. It will convert that into a word looking document and your video will be right here on the side. So right where you said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, when you meant to say something else, you can just highlight that whole thing and then take it out. And then you could go in and close all of those parts where you went, uh, you can close those out. Or if you like me and you occasionally slip in, you can take those out, right? If you have a pro plan, you can change supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to lambsy dotes and goatsy dotes and little lambsy divey, a kiddly divey to wooden you. And it will actually turn it into your voice. Oh, uh, this transcript's going to be special today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making work hard for Katie. But What's really great about it is we're able to take that transcript when it's done. Katie says, okay, I'm finished editing. And it knows the difference between me speaking and Katie speaking. And I can take that and add that to Captivate, which has a space for the closed captioning. And most podcasting aggregators and directories will give you more, say, credit for being a good human if you put in the nice sauce, right? So, yeah, if you put in the time... There you go. So it, absolutely check out the script. Uh, we have links down there. Paul is dropping it in for you. We even have an Ecamm perk thing. Um, what the heck? It's a longer URL, though. Yeah. It, so if you want to know more about it, just email us, flow at ecamm.com, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with a, a special discount for it because it really, it's it's just an awesome tool. It's life. I could. I don't think I could function without it nowadays. But and like Katie mentioned mentioned before, the the repurposing part is oh, it's amazing balls. So yeah, there you go. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone. And thank you to our live studio audience. Uh, you guys always make it good. And you know, we'll see you next week on the flow. Yeah, flow right we'll see you next week. Bye everyone.
calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.